to the Dietitian Values Podcast, a space for conversations that go beyond lip speak, challenge the status quo, and hopefully create a space where we can learn and unlearn in connection and community. Join me, Laura Jean, accredited practicing dietitian, as I brain up my thoughts, chat with insightful guests, and create a space where we'll probably end up with more questions than answers, but also a space for encouraging and inspiring accountable action. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Dietitian Values podcast. Today I want to talk about something that comes up a lot in the business area, in the professional area, in life, and it is productivity. We stress, we worry, we focus so much on being productive. And I want to talk a little bit about that. I want to talk about the pressure we can put on ourselves, how it can be kind of counterproductive really um and what are we you know even aiming for so allow me to kind of um thought noodle i uh, bring some thought noodles together here in this space so i i did a real the reason i was um thinking about doing this uh podcast was i did a reel the other week about um on over on instagram at dietitian values about um you know putting pressure on ourselves to get everything done and to get everything done perfectly and one of the comments just really made me think, or a few of the comments, you know, that this, you know, people saying, this is so me, you know, I have these big to-do lists of all these things I'm going to do, and then uh, I procrastinate, never get it done. So a couple of things. So first, let's talk productivity. What is productivity about? Often, um, you know, if we think about it being just being productive, you know, the root of the word being productive, it's not really... A problem, you know, we, we want to be productive at times, we want to create things, you know, I think it's human nature to want to create things. Um, however, how we define productivity as a word is really based in, you know, capitalism, which is based in supremacy culture. So I know there it goes again, I'm often talking about it, but it is because it is the water we swim in, we are surrounded by it, and we can't talk about these issues without acknowledging it. Because otherwise, what we'll look for is productivity hacks, we'll look for time management hacks, we'll look for those things. And I did it too, you know, when I, um, I remember, I loved, loved a good time management program or somebody who had this new idea or strategy about how to get more out of my time. And then as I started to learn about supremacy culture, as I started to learn about that kind of capitalism, as I started to learn about the patriarchy and all of those things, which are all types of supremacy cultures, supremacy structures, um, that actually it's, it's not bullshit because it is and it exists, but it's harmful. And it's dehumanizing because we are basically valuing ourselves or we're hinging our worth on how much we can do, how much we can achieve. And that is bullshit because we actually are inherently worthy. You are worthy just because you are. There is nothing you need to do to be worthy. You don't need to have a clean house. You don't need to have a stellar career. You don't need to have all these kind of markers of success or money or the new car or the anything to be worthy, to be valuable. You just are. However, because the way our culture works, if everyone just accepted themselves and loved themselves and things, well, then a lot of those structures would um, crumble to the ground, which, yay, can't wait for the day. Um, so it hinges on getting us to connect, to kind of like hook our cart to, to, you know, to get connected that our worth and our value is in our productivity. And 
linked to that, I think a lot of the time that it's that our worth and value is to not only be productive, but to be perfect in what we produce. And do you know what happens when we hyper-focus on that or when we are so focused on being productive and also being perfect in everything we do and produce and getting everything done and getting it done perfectly is we feel paralyzed and we get stuck in procrastination. When I started unlearning this, I thought, I I really identified as a procrastinator, you know, and I had these kind of inner talk to myself about, oh, Laurie, so lazy and you're always leaving things to this and you're always procrastinating. And what I realized was it wasn't so much, it was, it was almost like a bit of a, um, you know, like a, I'm trying to think of a a word, um, uh, you know, like it stalled me, it stopped me from being, um, being able to move forward because I sort of thought, if I do anything, I have to do it to this certain level or there's so much to do. I'm so overwhelmed. I can't even think of where to start. And so then what we think is we think we're lazy. We uh, think we're procrastinators and we have this whole internal kind of story about ourselves. And then, of course, we aren't worthy because we're not even productive, you know, so it's a bit of a vicious cycle that we can get in. So firstly, I want you to know that I see you, I know you, and I was you and not as in because I'm quote unquote perfectly recovered but I was there in that same space feeling stuck the key or the way to get unstuck is not a time management hack it's not being more productive it's not having more efficient to-do lists it's not having mini to-do lists although some of those things can be helpful to manage stress and anxiety when there are things we need to get done and projects we need to manage but it's actually decoupling our worth from what we do from our what we produce. It's decoupling our worth from how perfectly we can get every single thing on our 2D list done. It's 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 changing that. And it's challenging that, challenging that inner critic, challenging that inner voice. One of the tools that I found so useful to help with that has been, well, one, of course, unlearning, well, you know, learning this, what supremacy culture and all those one things are and really just being really aware of it. But the other thing is self-compassion um, and having self having compassion for myself because once I started having compassion for myself, it actually pushed me to look for what was really going on because, um, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and a lot of this stuff that you probably work with clients around and the, you can draw kind of like a, a, a quite a link between a lot of the clients that you have probably worked with as a non-diet dietitian or even as a dietitian, um, maybe straddling the non-diet scope or just interested and curious a lot of the clients that we work, they place their their connection to their value around losing weight, around changing their body. And that is where that kind of productiveness comes out. You know, if I can just have the perfect diet, you know, for us um, perfectionist type A dietitians, we want to have the perfect, the perfect task to do list ticked off. But for some of our clients we work with, often it's finding the perfect diet, the perfect way to um, control food so then that they can find their worthiness by looking and feeling um, a certain way and having their body to be changed in a certain way. So it's not uncommon to see the links there because, again, it's the it's those cultural and social um, kind of norms, ideas that are of social programming that is making us link our worth and our value to something outside of ourselves. And that is where the problem starts. Um, so the first, I suppose, seed I would like to plant for you is to start thinking of the value of productivity, and I'm not talking about the value of being productive, you know, of, of, of getting things that you need to get done, done, but just productivity for productivity's sake, being busy for busy sake, having these giant to-do lists of all these things that we have to get done.
So how have I started to challenge it? I'll share some of those things that I've done um, and invite you to consider those or invite you just to take some time to reflect and think about what ways, what things could help you moving forward. So one of the things that I've um, started to really question um, is to really think about does this need to be done? So there's like a way you can kind of a strategy and it is a bit of a, a bit of a hangover from not so much the productivity um, time kind of time management hack stuff but a but a strategy that I kind of heard about which I've I've used and I suppose made it fit within the kind of framework that I'm working in which is to move away from those kinds of you know biohacks time hacks productivity hacks and it's um let me think about it now <laughs> um it is um does it need to be done so ditch it delay it, delegate it, or do it. So number one, ditch it. So does this thing actually need to be done? And who says, <laughs> who benefits when I do this thing and who gets off the hook? So for example, I was on a, um, I'm part of the We Are The Culture Makers with Kelly Deals, um, and I talk about it often, um, and it's an amazing program. Um, it's a year-long kind of container for people who are, you know, just challenging and, and questioning the status quo. Anyway, we are talking about, you know, that unseen labour and, and and things that happens and the things that we think we need to spend our time on because this is about, you know, getting our time back. And again, not in a time management hack way, but really to look at things. And somebody posted a comment um, and it was something like, who says the laundry needs to be folded? And it was just such a small thing that I read and I just thought, yeah, who does say? Like, who says the laundry need to be folded? Like, what does it matter if there's a pile of laundry on on a corner of a disused part of the house. Now, if that's starting to get you feeling like you're going to hyperventilate at the thought of having messy laundry lying around, then I would gently invite you to challenge what is going on there. Um, why does that come up? What is that cause? Like, where's the, what's the root of that? Like, is it, have you been given messages from your family of origin or from the culture or socially around um, what it means to have things that look untidy in your space? Um, is it a way that you try and kind of make order around, you know, if you find you struggle with anxiety or get stressed out um, quite easily, is it a way you're trying to make order? So is it, again, is it that controlling the external environment stuff? And I know some of that can be really helpful if you're managing um, anxiety disorders. Um, but what I found really interesting about that was, yeah, like who who does say that that needs to be done? Like, I'm not going to get any gold star. It's not going to impact on my worth, on my well-being, on anyone, any of the well-being of anyone in my family if there's a pile of unfolded but clean washing on a little unused spare space in the house. So sometimes occasionally I look at the pile and I think, yeah, I'm going to fold that because I had time and, and actually that felt like something I wanted to do at that time. But it wasn't something that I thought I should do. So anyway, that was just a really tiny example. But the first thing is to ditch it. So looking at our lists and the things that we say we have to do and getting rid of things, getting rid of things that we don't actually have to be doing because who says we have to do them? What is the impact if we don't do them? And really getting clear on that, that's sometimes a good thing to look at because sometimes there is no impact. If my dishes sit on the bench for a week, there's no impact versus if they just if I wash them up every day. Like you know, I mean, I'm not talking about living in in a state of, um, you know, increasing the risk of some kind of poor health. I'm not running out of dishes. You know, I've got a dishwasher as well. These are just the dishes that don't fit in or can't go in the dishwasher. You know, um, what changes in my life if I do it every day versus if I just do it every five to seven days or whenever it kind of gets to the point where I go, yeah, I probably should do those dishes or I run out of something and I need it. Um, and sorry if that's giving you like the 
<laughs> giving you feelings of discomfort thinking about dishes sitting on the bench for a week. But I just, again, I challenge you just to lean into that or not lean in, to like just kind of think about um, why. Why does that feel uncomfortable and who says that we need to make our dishes? Who benefits from, say, me getting stressed out about trying to do my dishes? And who who gets off the hook um, when I focus on that rather than focusing on the things that I really um, are, are called to do, the things I've made a commitment to? And again, I'll reference um, a great conversation that I was listening to yesterday on a podcast. Um, and this one, this, um, this episode, episode three, I'm actually um, recording like the week of this episode going live, whereas some of my other episodes I had recorded early, but I just really wanted to talk about this. But anyway, I was listening to an episode of the Movement Maestros podcast, and I'll put up a link in the show notes about, um, you know, about about how we get things done. You know, they were talking about um, Shante, who's the Movement Maestro, was interviewing um, James Olivia Chew-Hillman, who is at um, inquisitive underscore human at Instagram, and I'll pop their links down the bottom, and they are amazing at asking such great questions that get you thinking and get you a little bit uncomfortable but um actually get you really thinking deeply about stuff and really to the kind of core of it um and it's like you know how am I going to get so they were using the example of the housework which made it really resonate to me like oh I'm really struggling to get the housework done how am I going to get that done how am I going to um you know prioritize all these things in my day and my time um and James Olivia said, um, to kind of paraphrase them, it's not a how question, it's a what am I committed to question. So what jumped out at me around that was is around like not looking at how how do I get these things done, how do I set my boundaries around my time and my productivity, but what am I committed to doing? So you know what, I'm not committed to upholding the patriarchy through having a clean, tidy house like a good little wife and a good little woman. I'm committed to challenging the status quo. So you know what? Um, to me, that just was like a, kind of like a really way to think about, yeah, that is why I do that. I don't just not do those that housework because I'm all these things that our, our culture wants us to judge ourselves for so that we kind of stay in line. Because if we're distracted doing all those things, then we can't be following through with the things that we're truly committed to, the things that we know are going to make a difference in the world. So that was really good. I'm going to link to that episode so that you can just go listen and take your own perspective of that. But I thought that was a really good one. So, so yeah, so ditch it. So what can you ditch? What is on your to-do list? What's stressing you out? What are these things you think you need to do to be productive that you don't really need to do? So ditch it. The second one is delay it. Often there's things that we have on our to-do list or we're running around with them in our head thinking we've got to get them done, but they don't actually need to get done now. So pop it down on a list, pop it down in a calendar, pop it down in your phone with a reminder and delay it to when it actually needs to be done. You don't need to hold it in your head worrying and stressing about it right now. So ditch it, delay it, delegate it. Does it need to be done by you? So hopefully your list is getting smaller by now because you've got rid of all the unnecessary things like folding the laundry. <laughs> um, you've delayed the things that you don't need to be stressing about right now. And you know what? If you do the ditch it step effectively um, or connected to your values, connected to what you value and to your values and what you're committed to, you, your to-do list will shrink very rapidly um, and how do I know because I've done it over and over and over again and the more I unlearn all the patriarchy and the supremacy culture bullshit and the more I unlearn all of those external judgments and external markers of being worthy and valuable and successful my to-do list just keeps keeps dropping so I really encourage you and I really it is a challenge so I do challenge you to really sit in that discomfort there and think about what you can ditch from your to-do list 
delay the things you don't need to be done right now, particularly if you're in a time of high stress, delay those. And then also the next step is delegate. So does it need to be done by you? So is there other people in the household that can do the dishes, that can fold the laundry if they so choose, <laughs> if they get stressed out by the di- by the laundry being um, clean but unfolded on a on a space in the in the corner of the house? Well, if they do, well then they can take over that job. If it's just you, then there's no one else to worry about except you. Um, but if there are other people in your household who you can delegate these things to, and yet sometimes you'll need to delegate it and you'll need to decouple yourself from how it's done. And that is uncooking for perfectionism. And that's an episode for another day. Um, but that is an important step of it. Um, it's actually getting rid of it and not getting, not delegating it necessarily and expecting it to be done how you would done it, do it or expect it to be done perfectly. Because then what's happening is we're recreating that hierarchy, that, um, that, that condition. So then we're just transferring the judgment we would normally give to ourselves around doing tasks and being productive onto somebody else. So delegating is one that you can for house household chores um, to other people in the house if that kind of stresses you out, the thought of the unfolded laundry. Um, in your business, now look, in the early days of business, I'm I'm a big big component a big proponent I should say of bootstrapping um you don't have to be um but I want to give full acknowledgement here that I am I like to build my own website so I know what I'm doing I'm doing all the editing and recording everything of my podcast right now I can tell you that I will be delegating that once I get to a certain point with it once I understand how it all works so that I know how to delegate it properly um but there might be tasks that you're doing that you just really hate your accounts, your taxes. You know, that's the thing I've delegated. I used to make myself do my taxes myself. And look, when I first started out in business, like back in the early thousands, it was probably a good idea or mid thousands. But um, then I got to a point where I was actually like, mm, no, this is something I need to delegate. So I delegate my taxes. I go to an accountant and I get them to do it for me. Um, so that's a delegation. So is there things, they're just a couple of examples. So sometimes in business, yeah, you're bootstrapping at the start and maybe there's no funds to delegate everything, um, but have it on your list for delegating so that you know that when, as soon as you get to that point, you can delegate. So then the, the fourth part of the list becomes do it. And so when you, once you're down to that point, once you have your do it list, then I'd encourage you to relook at that list and look at the tasks, what things move you towards your values, what things um, help you to prioritise the things in your life you value, what things help you to tilt into the spaces of your world and your life that you need to right now um, and where you need to, for you, for whatever's going on, need to be focusing. So maybe sometimes it's tilting into your health, um, maybe it's tilting into your family, maybe it's tilting into your business. So prioritising tasks around that. Um, And sometimes this can just be a a different way to think about it. So we're not trying to find more time. I suppose we're trying to get time back by getting rid of tasks that we think we should be doing, by delegating tasks to other very functional people within our spheres um, or people who have the expertise in it. Um, And one note, I suppose, on that about delegating around the business stuff is when I first came into online business, there was this real trend of like delegating tasks to um, quote unquote cheap labor. Um, never sat really well with me. And so I think um, I just want to acknowledge that that's not what I'm encouraging. I'm not saying that I, I, I believe, um, and this is my value set, that if you are delegating 
by a pay, so you're paying somebody, asking somebody else to take on labour that I believe and my values um, support that, you know, that we're looking at at least at least minimum wage um, for people, if not living wage, which is a do, two different things, um, and that we are making sure that, for me, um, as a values-based business owner, that that is in align with, alignment with the values that I want to bring into my business. It's just as important to extend those values to people that I am collaborating with um, or people that I am outsourcing and delegating things to. So I just want to note that I don't mean um, hiring a VA in some, you know, and then, you know, um, you know, there's that whole, I mean, there is, there's those whole kind of like, you know, why would you do this when you can pay somebody XYZ um, to do something. But I still, th- I think that we need to, I suppose, yeah, just bring our values into that kind of aspect of it if we are delegating things and paying, paying other people to do it. So that's kind of what I wanted to chat about, about productivity um, and what what is something to think about, a different way to think about um, prioritising the to-do list by, in fact, actually getting rid of all of the things that you don't probably don't really need to be doing, um, that you think you should be doing. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, the main thing or the main part, I suppose, is decoupling our our worth, our value from what we do and really sitting with the idea of being productive, of getting the things done we need to do and productivity for productivity's sake, for busyness sake, for all of those external markers. Um, what what is it that you want to be doing what do your values move you towards and a great um another great tool as always is is the values to use that as a way so you know does this task move me towards my value so when you're looking at the ditch it kind of part of that productivity list uh, you can add in that question or even at the end when you've got that do list right at the end like does this move you towards my values as i make this choice or as i do this or does it not and sometimes if you're struggling to do a task if you're struggling to do something it can just be a little red flag that it's not moving you towards your values it could be that you um have feeling that external pressure to follow someone else's values so if i use the housework examples and i'm using these examples because they're everyday examples that a lot of us can struggle with you know so it might be that you look at that and you go well yeah uh doing the washing up every day folding the laundry every day doesn't actually move me towards my values that doesn't there's nothing doesn't hinge on the things that i value you know for me a couple of my values um one value that it's complete in direct opposite for is a good is is um a good use of resources so time money energy things for me my community and the environment that's one of my values and so if i think about is that a good use of resources for me to do those tasks no it's not. Does it move me towards my values? Um, does it move me towards the things I'm committed to be doing? No. And so there you go. See you later. It's off the list, off the to-do list. It's in the ditch category. Um, it's not ditch forever. Like I say, the dishes do have to be done eventually. Often it's a delegation thing and sometimes it is um, something that I do, but it's not, you know, it's 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 d- delayed, I suppose, and sometimes ditched completely from the daily list. So this is just something I wanted to offer up. I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts on this. Um, so please do come over to at Dietitian Values on Instagram and share your thoughts about this episode under the um, under the image for this episode. I'm really keen to hear you. Or reach out via DM if you prefer to have your conversations privately. So I hope this is giving you some thoughts. So just wanted to remind you as we wrap up that your value is not found in your productivity. It's not found in being perfect. It's not found in ticking off the to-do list. 
your value is there. You are valuable. You are worthy just because you are. And don't forget that, yeah? Okay. Until next time, I will uh, chat to you again soon. Have a good one. Bye for now. much for listening i really appreciate you and the time you've given to me if you like what you heard please share it with your dietitian besties and subscribe on your platform of choice want more like this come follow along and continue the combo on instagram where i hang out at dietitian values i'm so grateful for you and the opportunity to connect have a good one catch you next time on the dietitian values podcast the dietitian values podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the nambri and Ngunnawal people i pay my respects to the elders past present and emerging